Let's go, baby. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Blue versus Green show. I am your host, Gabe, and I am joined by Walt. Say what's up. Uh, Dope, dope, dope ass weekend. It's been a while since we've had another weekend where we both of our teams have won and not just win, not squeak by wins, but like in stellar fashion. Now, the ramification of those wins are are interesting. Uh, some on the positive side, some possibly on the negative side. Um, but all all newsworthy and finally something for us to celebrate after so many weeks of misery. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, before we continue, don't forget to please like, rate, share, and subscribe. Hit that notify button so you guys get notified as soon as we drop our episodes. Uh, but let's go ahead and let's let's get right into it, man. Walt, we are going to start with the Giants. Uh, we are going to start with the Giants. We just finished watching the game. Uh, Look at that score, man. Look at that score. I mean, it was tight. It was tight. It was tighter than it didn't than it needed to be, to be honest. But we're gonna get into why it could have been a little bit, a, a little bit of a wider margin. But I need to know what your thoughts on the game were. Um, I so, know that you came in a little bit late on the game, but I mean, you know, lay it on me. So I, I was, I, I actually got to sit down and truly watch the game probably about the end of the second quarter. And um, I, I believe it was still it was still like what seven seven or something like that. And then uh, you know the the Packers had the field goal at the end of the half to to take a 10-7 lead, right? Right. Yeah. So every everything for me was I, I used the YouTube key plays catch up button just to try and get back to there. You don't know what that is? No, no, no. I just I'm reading the title right now. The legend of Tommy DeVito grows. That's right, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh my god. Tommy Cutlets. Listen, you know, it, it's funny because there was there was a point in the game, I think it was like late in the fourth quarter, and they put up the graphic that Tommy DeVito had only 106 yards passing. And yes. I, and and I sat there and I'm like, how is that even possible? Because it felt like Tommy DeVito was was in on every play and he was impactful in every play and he was and and I guess that's just the 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 growth and you know just his presence of being on the field right now and I I got to tell you this man you know Tommy DeVito may have started as like a nice little you know tale a fun little a fun little story you know the Jersey boy, yeah. you know, the Sopranos, the, you know, the little, the little touchdown dance that he has. Listen, I, I think we got to start looking at Tommy in a totally different light at this point because I do too. I do too. Stuff that he was doing today. I mean, there was some elite level throws there. And then just after that devastating fumble by Barkley, and then to see the Packers come and come down and scored a touchdown, leaving you with like what? What forty second? Forty seconds left? Something like that. It was it, it was it was around the 43, 44 seconds uh, left on the clock in order to make Devito, something happen. Devito was as cool as the other side of the pillow, man. I mean, he just Bro, one of my favorite went, lines of all time. There you go, Stuart Scott. Rest in peace, man. Um, it, it dude, dude was just you know, he he did not look worried at all. That was amazing. That you was know, 
You know, and that's the thing about Tommy DeVito, and I've said it since actually his very first starting game, is that he looked composed. He didn't look frazzled. He looked like a veteran. You know, he's a he's he's an undrafted rookie that looks like he's been there before, which he has actually. Remember, he won the state championship yeah, at MetLife uh, Stadium, um, so he definitely has, and he won it. He won it with the Giants with with Giants blue on the field, but um. But that's the thing. That's the most remarkable thing is that he doesn't look like it's just his third starting game. He's looking better week by week. Um, and and I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like I, I started off like a little bit skeptical uh, about the uh, about about Tommy DeVito. Not so much about him as a, a, a backup quarterback, um, because, you know, as you mentioned, we were both pretty high on him when we saw him play in the uh, in preseason yeah. games and stuff. We were. Um, him and David uh, Sill, remember? Yeah, exactly. We were like, yo, man, we want both of these guys, man. Like, yeah. you know, we were seeing some really, really great stuff. But, you know, when, when it came down to, like, having a, a, the O-line that we have, not having the offensive weapons that we thought that we would have, which I still think that, like, offensively, you know, our weapons are still underperforming. Um, but it's just, like... When when I saw the circumstances of everything, I just did not think that Tommy DeVito would be three and O to start. It's that, is, that is absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And you're right, man. He made some like highlight. You know, I mean, he he has his own highlight reel now, but he made some like super high level throws. Um, cool, cool, cool. You know, cool as a cucumber. Not scared at all. Uh, he said in the post game, uh, right right on the field, he's like, "Hey, this is just a kid's game. I'm just playing like a kid." You know, and uh, and and I love that about him. You know, yeah. Um, I know that we have some clips of of uh of the veto. I want to see actually some of those some of those throws that he hit first, and then uh, we could talk about uh the man in black. <laughs> <laughs> that that very special character uh, in black. Let me tell you something. If you hadn't said man in black, that was the first one I was gonna lead with. Oh my god. You know, the thing is, you know, the only way that the legend of Tommy DeVito grows if we keep talking about Tommy DeVito. So let's Absolutely. go ahead and play some of those clips. All right. So the first one that I that we're gonna roll up here is the flea flicker, which I thought was an amazing play. Oh, unbelievable you know, throw. And, and and the throw that, that preceded it was incredible. And here we go. I mean, you you look at you look at this. Devito's poised and common just throws a beautiful ball. Now you also have to give credit to who's seventeen. Wondell Robinson. It was Wondell Robinson, I believe. Yeah, it was Wondell Robinson. He actually, I think he's becoming Devito's number one go-to guy. It seems like he's yeah. the one that's making those big catches for Devito. He had another big catch um, uh, right by the sideline uh, a little later on. Um, and he also but, had uh, that little scamper, um, the the hand, the handoff right down the the left uh, sideline. Yes, I, yes, 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 yes. Right before the first touchdown. So yeah, Wondell had a big game actually yeah, today. He did, he did, um, you know? But yeah, that fleet that that little that little flicker play right there. Like one thing that you look at is when he ran the play and he got the ball again. He looked perfectly composed. He Calm waited code. a beat. He knew he needed to wait that one beat. Doesn't matter the chaos in front of him. He knew how long he had to wait. When he had to wait, and he waited with composure. Threw that ball with confidence. And man, that ball was caught. In, in in traffic and it was just a hell of a play there was a hand in there i forget who it was that was a defender but there was a hand in there and wandel still made that uh, made, made that yeah, catch. 
and made that you, play. You, you got to give unbelievable, Wando unbelievable effort from 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 everybody on that field right there. Yeah, and you also got to give Wandel some credit because you know that that ball. You know, we're we're waxing poetic on how great that throw was. It was a little underthrown, but you know what? Wandel made a great great adjustment at the end to kind let's of see it again i don't i don't know that it was underthrown because because wandel had to jump up to catch it right so it but looked he at his to, elevator, he he jumped up no he had to slow down and 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 turn around mm -hmm, to catch mm -hmm. it, so. can we see it again actually i want to see sure, it again so if you look Dark. here um right at that point you see where he's you're right down? you're right you're right and, and again, it's not taking anything away from right. No, no, no. I mean, look, he completed it. He put it, and he put it in a place where you know what he knew his guy was gonna go and get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So again, yeah. you know, a, a lot of a lot of credit goes to Devito there for having the composure and waiting that beat. But also, we got to give a lot of credit to Wandell because you know he recognized where the ball was coming from and he went after it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, the case could be made if he throws actually a little bit further, a little bit higher, it could have been intercepted. Exactly. Um, I forget who it was that was uh, uh, on the corner there. Um, it was a um, dang. I, I had his name. Was it? I think it was. Uh, I think it was. Oh, man, I don't. I, I'm not sure who it was now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they, they like it, it did look like it could have been caught. Now, now we have another clip, no? Yeah. So, and and this is probably my favorite throw by uh, Devito in in this game. Ah, this this dot. is the the dot the dart the dot, the dot. That, that he threw corner end zone. Beautiful placement. Beautiful catch. Um, what was beautiful about it? Was that he had to survive the uh, the onslaught that was coming, create the play. He basically had to create that play. Yeah, it, it was great. Here we go. So again, you know, little rollout there by by Devito, and, and he gets perfect placement. Oh, I mean, he man. threw that in a place where only his guy was gonna go get that. You know, Hodgins and Hodgins. Putting both feet down, you know what I'm saying? I, I that was just that to me. When I see something like that from a guy like Devito, that that kind of stuff, that's you know high level. That was a high level elite throw right there. That was that you know was that was that and, was that was borderline Mahomian. Yeah, you know? because you know what? He's rolling out to his right, rolling so, out to the know, right, throwing a sidearm into the corner of the end zone, the back corner of the end zone. In a place where his guy. Off. It went oh, a place where beautiful. his guy can get it. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't one of these things where it's like, oh, he he had like about this much space to to kind of put that in that window, right? And he put yeah. it through it beautifully. Good job keeping those toes in, man. Unbelievable yeah, play. Unbelievable play. Oh. You, you, you look at that and you you. I I gotta ask the question, man. Do do you even look at a quarterback? I mean, I know this is getting a little too a little too crazy to talk about, right? At this point, but like you said, three and zero. This team responds to him. This team, you know, the fan base responds to him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Is, I mean, this, you know, the the, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, Tiki says it best: when you win, it cures a lot of ills. You know, it, it does. doesn't matter, it like does. you know, where you guys are in the season, on the on the stands and stuff like that. You get one good team win, and it just, you know, you you forget about a lot. You know, it snowballs. Um, it's it, 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 and well, I mean, it snowballs when when it's not just one win; it's three. Now, here's the thing: this is why I had said in our group chat that that Jones is in trouble. It's not so much because I think that DeVito will take Jones' job. I think that DeVito is 
is an outstanding looking uh, backup, um, potentially, potentially a starter. Who knows? Um, yeah. There's a couple things I, I think that personally, I think that he's a little bit small. Um, and I think that eventually that might end up uh, being an issue, I think, especially when he runs the way that he runs. Yeah, you know, uh, injury wise and stuff, because I mean, the kid's got balls. He's got that that East East Coast, New York, New Jersey kind of you know attitude and mentality. So he's got oh, balls. He takes hits. You he know. lowered his head. He lowered his head and knocked one of the one. Yeah, one after the after he got hit, he was he took a slide and he got hit on the slide, and then after that, he stopped sliding. He started hitting back, and that's like I mean, I don't know, like that's yeah, that's he knocked that's that guy out. Himself. He knocked that guy out of the game. Yeah, he did. You know? he, did. So, he took him out for a player too. Um, exactly. But uh, I think that the reason that Jones's job is in trouble is because if you have a serviceable backup, then now you give the uh, you you give you give the uh, front office a chance to get a little bit of more breathing room when it comes to deciding their starter, right? So, like, if they got to take another QB in this draft over here, they can still put him in the rotation behind uh, Danny Dimes. Uh, with uh, Tommy DeVito still being a good backup, and if they got to ship Danny off and put in this uh, the, the 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 new QB in the front line while still having DeVito there to kind of back him up, um, I don't know. I think that that's that that causes a bit more issues uh, for Danny Jones than than anything else. I think. So let let me play devil's advocate. I don't, I don't think Daniel Jones. I don't think Tommy DeVito takes Daniel Jones' job. But I just think that it makes it it, it 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 forces the front office to ask certain questions that maybe would not have been asked if if uh, Danny Dimes was still the number one guy there. So here's here's the thing that I'm I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna play devil. Like I said, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, right? Yeah. Um. You you basically have the same team that Daniel Jones had at the beginning of the season, right? You're actually yeah. down a man because Darren Waller is not playing. You're down because I don't think Andrew Thomas played today either, right? Or no, did I didn't hear him at all, actually. Right. So, so you're you're looking at a team that, in theory, is a lesser team than the one that Daniel Jones um, started the season with, right? Yeah. And um, Daniel Jones had had his big time struggles at the beginning of the year, whereas. Uh, Tommy Cutlets, as they're calling him. I still like Tommy TD, but what the heck. Um, Tommy Cutlets here, he's 3-0. and What happens if he if he wins out? Or let, let's say let's say you're 5-8 and eight right now, right? Let's mm-hmm. say he wins, what do you got, five games left? Let's say he goes 4-1, and 3-2 and two even. And 3-2 and two in very, very competitive. 6-2 for the season, just him. I right. Mean, um, what, what kind of conversations do you have at that point? Well, again, you've you've heard me say this a million times that I think context matters, and context definitely matters here. Um, you know, we take a look at the uh, the, the schedule that that Daniel Jones had had to deal with, and the schedule that Tommy has to deal with so sure. far. Right? Tommy has had the Commanders, the Patriots, and now the Packers, and the Packers still kind of in a little bit of a a prove it year for uh, for Jordan Love. Not that not to prove it that he's going to be he's their future. 100%. He's already proven it that he's their future, oh, yeah, but he's still not proven yet. You know, they talked about it on the broadcast that, like, even though he's a he's play, he's a Lambeau Field uh, quarterback, he has yet to play in the cold, and it seems like the cold affected him today. Mm. You saw him, like, rubbing his hands, having, like, issues keeping his hands warm. He's just maybe not used to it. Maybe that, that was the main effect that he had today, just not comfortable in the cold, and it was quite cold today. 
Well, um, let's not discount the fact that the Patriots and Packers have pretty good defenses. So, right, right, they do absolutely. You know. But they're still, but but the Packers, I think, are are quite a bit above the Patriots when it comes to offense, right? So, oh, sure, so sure. even though they have yeah, good yeah, defense, yeah. we have we have our defense that has finally started putting it together. But again, looking at just the schedules, Daniel Jones has had the uh, the, the the worst part of the schedule um, uh, by far. Now, couple that with the fact that the defense was not doing anything remotely to what they're doing now. And not giving Daniel Jones really a chance to to, to breathe, um, or the team a chance to really like you know to do anything. You know, when you're down 20, 30 points, all you can do is try to make uh, try to make big plays happen as opposed to chip away. And then an offensive line that didn't seem to get their shit together until now. Because if we look at it, yeah, Dan, it's like you know, um, Tommy DeVito took a ton of sacks since he started. You know how many he took tonight? Zero. Did he, he took really? Zero sacks. The Giants, for the first time this season, I think the first time, did not allow a single sack in the game. And Packers defense is a legitimate defense. Um, I think I think that the uh, O line has finally kind of gotten some of their things together. Uh, and I think that the the fact that the season has gone on the way that it's gone, the veto and the offensive line and the offensive coaches know, like, hey, your O line is crap. Be ready to run. Uh, and I think DeVito has been able to learn that, whereas learn that through through kind of like uh, experiencing experience throughout the season, you know, the team experiencing it throughout the season. Whereas Daniel Jones has had to learn learn about that the hard way. Right. Um, taking all those hits, not be having anything that he could that he could really utilize, um, as well as having the worst part of the schedule. So to, to sum it all up. The numbers are important. DeVito is most is definitely going to have obviously already better numbers. He's three and two. You know, um, he's already the best quarterback in New York, I think. Um, well, at least the best quarterback on the Giants. Um, but the context is going to be important. So, yeah. Um, but super kudos on giving us at least one primetime win. Listen, so he I'm very he very had, happy about that. He had a really really good game stat wise. He was seventeen of twenty one for one hundred and fifty eight yards. One touchdown, ten carries for seventy-one yards, which was big. Especially seven point two yards per carry, I believe. Yeah, and and, and again, better like stats than Barkley, technically. Big because because at the time that he was he he was basically carrying the running game. You know, yeah, yeah. Saquon came on at the very end, um, but you know, big big time numbers. Uh, his rating was one thirteen. So yeah, exactly. He had a he had an over eighty percent completion rating. Yeah, I mean, you literally you you and 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 you want to know what's the most impressive thing about tonight? And and you know, um, we we definitely got to talk about the Jets, uh, and their big big win. But the most impressive thing about Tommy DeVito tonight was not was not like a few of those passes that looked amazing for sure. It mm -hmm. it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the um, the guts that he really, really showed throughout the game in general with some of the runs that he played. It wasn't even that crazy, ridiculous, you know, Uncle Sal of an agent that he's got with him, which we're going to talk about in a moment. Oh, I thought you it were leading up to no, that. No, 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 no. Come on. It was the fact, no, no, listen. It was the fact that in the face of adversity, when the team is down because of a mistake that Barkley, that, you know, that Barkley made, I mean, we all make mistakes. I yeah. I did think that that was a little bit questionable. You know, they said that uh that 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 he wasn't tackled. Technically, he was. If the tackles would cause a trip, regardless, 
that 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 to respond the way that DeVito responded yeah. in a way where he didn't say, hey, like it's not he, he went down there and it's like every single play he called he 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 executed, he executed to perfection. He got it to within field goal range, to within game winning range with like 40 seconds still to spare. Yeah. And and if you hear him afterwards, he was like, Well, you know, I've played this game for a while. So given no fucks whatsoever. Yeah, you know like, like yeah, that's it was thing. just like, that's dude, I, I've been doing this all my life. Why, why am I gonna be? Why am I gonna be? You know, frazzled by this moment. You that's know? what's so impressive to me is the fact that he can he can go from from I'm winning this game to oh crap, this game is being taken away from me. No, I'm gonna take this game back, and 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 he did it in 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 stellar fashion. I mean, that's the most impressive thing to me. Now his uncle. Uncle Sal, I don't know if it's his uncle. I'm I'm assuming it's his uncle. They have a lot of similarities. You, you got that clip of a uh, of a uh, of uh, his agent. I, I I gotta put it on. Hold on. So I mean, if you look now. at him, honestly, if you look at him, they look like they're related. To be honest, now I don't know if that's an Italian thing, a Jersey thing, but they it's, look like they, the they're nose. related. It's the Roman nose. It's roaming all over the place. Oh my you know? goodness! Oh so my goodness! I, <laughs> and that, that outfit, the look, like I mean, clearly, pain, clearly, my bro, man is putting pain. it on. Did oh you my see the goodness, pain? bro! With the fedora and everything, who the, oh who my this guy think he is? Al Pacino in The Godfather? Homeboy, homeboy had the fedora. He was on the phone. He got the chains busted out. I know, my wearing man. the pinstripe oh. suit. I mean, Dude. come on, everything. Dude. Everything it, about it, Tommy DeVito is just bananas, right? It now. is. I mean, this is this is this is Lynn Sanity times ten, bro. Oh this my is crazy. gosh! I mean, listen, he's living he's living his best life right now. You know yeah, I don't know. It seems like you know, there's a lot of like memes out there uh, on the uh, the recipe to success. I think that the recipe to success is chicken cutlets and your mom doing your laundry. Yo, I might, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to give up my place and move back in with my mom's. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, you, you look, you look at what Tommy DeVito is doing right now. First of all, during the, during the bye week, um, he goes out and he, he's at a restaurant, and um, you're, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of people showing up to get, get a piece of Tommy Cutlets, right? And mm-hmm. then you got, you got the video. I don't know if you saw it on Instagram or Twitter. Where he's rating pastas, really? I mean, yeah. Oh, I gotta send it to you afterwards. I hope, Maybe. I hope. I truly, truly do hope that it isn't just fifteen minutes of fame for this kid, because this kid, this kid can play. That's the thing. This kid can play. He can yeah. throw. He can make the nice, easy, beautiful throws. He can play. He can. He has the sharp throws. He has the long ball. He can run. He can take hits. He can give hits. He can give the hits right back, bro. He's doing everything. I have been proven wrong. It's unbelievable. I love being proven wrong when it means that the Giants are winning. He's he's Brock Purdy of the Northeast. <laughs> God, could you imagine, bro? Could oh, you imagine? So let, let's go to the the other team. Let's go to the other team. The, this one, yeah. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one. I'm still a little bit on the uh, I'm on a on a on a chicken cutlet high. Um, tell me, I mean, like if you look at the score, thirty to six, this is one hell of a blowout. It, it's even more impressive when you think about that the fact that all those 30 points came in the second half. So that that just that just kind of makes it even more impressive because if you go if you think about it, they went into halftime zero zero. 
That's all true. The, That's all true. the points were scored in the second half. So, you know, th- this is this is more than an offensive explosion. So, I was lucky enough to be at the stadium. Um and you were you were supposed to be there and unfortunately you couldn't make it, right? Right. But we were we were out there in the driving rain um and stuff like that. It, it was it was a ticket that both you and I we were wondering should we even go? Right? Yeah, I mean I I was I was excited to go just because it was a game and it was the only other game I was going to be able to go this season mm-hmm. to do this season uh but certain circumstances prevented me and then it just kind of became you know I'm not going to lie part of part of part of the decision was all right I'm going to go there for two quarters to see the Jets get blown out and then have in to the like rain. rush back in the uh in the like in the pay rain. for the parking in the rain you know like all that stuff I was it was just like part of it was like I don't know if it makes sense to to drive an hour away, pay the amount of money that I'm paying for parking, leave in the middle of the, the the fourth quarter if I needed to get if I wanted to get back to you know a movie date that I had planned and all that stuff. Listen, um, you weren't you weren't the only one because we got there a little bit early. We were we were in the parking lot by like around eleven thirty. Twelve o'clock, we're in the stadium, dude. When I tell you that when I got to the, the Pepsi Gate. There was literally nobody online. Like I literally walked up right to the to the um the metal detectors with yeah. nobody in front of me. That's how quick it was. I don't think I've ever been to a game where I could literally just walk right in. I mean that empty looked pretty empty. So and and when we sat down, and again, it was it was maybe about 45 minutes to you know the opening kickoff. The stadium was at best a third full, right? And and so you know, by by the time you know game time started, we're in the second quarter. You probably got to half half um half attendance, and yeah, and it's interesting enough because after the game, Brees Hall commented on that. We'll talk about that a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I definitely want to get to that because that was an interesting take by someone, yeah. and I and I did not expect it from him. Right, exactly. So that's that, that's what I want to touch upon a little yeah. bit later. And you know, um, I don't have the video now, but in post, I'll I'll drop it in so that everybody knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but you know, interesting thing when Zach was announced, um, the stadium actually gave him an ovation. So, um, okay. which I which I thought was interesting, and I thought it was actually a, a good a good thing to do for Jet fans. You know what I'm saying? Because Zach Wilson, let, let's be honest. That was that kid has had a rough three years. Um, and this week was one of the roughest for him, right? It might have been the roughest, yeah. You know, aside from the fact that you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, Joe Namath was saying that you know, you got to get rid of this kid, right? But this was this was definitely a very rough week for Zach, and to see him respond in this way, um. I have mixed feelings about that. It's oh man, I, I got thoughts too, man. I got I, you know, I got mixed feelings. I'm I'm glad that he balled out. And and let me let me tell you something. Um, the Texans aren't aren't any slouches, right? You know, yes. Uh, what's his name was was missing his top two wide receivers, uh, CJ Stroud, but that defense is pretty good, and that team was playing for something. They're playing for a playoff spot. So yeah. Yeah. You know, you you can't take that away from Zach. You know, he 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 didn't he wasn't playing a slouch of a team. He was playing a team that actually had something to play for. And you know, yeah. that, that group 
you know, offense, defense, special teams, probably the first time in a long time we've seen all three facets working together, um, playing complementary football. I had so, told you that I thought that it was the first time in, in three years, or actually since Zach has been there, where every single phase of the uh, the teams of, of your teams played, you know, not just not just serviceable or and not just complementary football, mm-hmm. but great football, right? Like this is the first time that I saw great offense, great defense, great special teams all in the same game. Sorry, he no, no, no. <laughs> It only took Kina how many minutes? Twenty-eight minutes to actually make been at the beginning, but you know, I've been able to right. kind of keep her at bay. Um, but I have very, very specific feelings on it. You say that you have mixed feelings about it. What are your mixed feelings on Zach Wilson's play? So, um, you know, it, it, it's always it, it's always overreaction Monday when it comes to Jets. The Jets always, always, it, it okay. never fails, yeah. right? Um, so we went from a place where Zach sucks, Zach needs to leave, we need to get another quarterback, Zach can never play here again, to now all of a sudden Jet fans um, saying, well, you know what, maybe we misjudge Zach, maybe he's the savior, maybe, you know, we don't, he doesn't get traded as, as per the, some of the reports that were floating around this week, you know, that um, Salah had a conversation with Zach saying that he was going to be traded at the end of the year. Um, it, it's always overreactions when it comes to the Jets and specifically with Zach. Yeah. Um, my feeling is this, you know, I, Zach, again, not to take anything away from him, he had a fantastic game, arguably and probably not arguably his best performance of the year, of his yeah. career. Take that back, of his career, right? But it's only one game. And that's that's right. the problem that I have. If if we're going to if we're going to ride this Zach train to the last stop, um, I need to see him do this on a consistent basis. If he does this again next week against the Miami Dolphins in Miami, then you know what? Maybe we can have that that conversation. But to me, I still believe that Zach should not be a Jet next year, regardless. And this is the reason why. Okay. okay. If we look at the two best performances that Zach has had this year, the one against Kansas City and the one on – thank you. There you go. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> I know. I, listen, I don't know. So the one, on, the one with Kansas City and the one yesterday now, we're recording this yeah, on yeah, Monday, yeah. right? But the one on Sunday against the Texas, right? What is the what is the thing that Zach had coming into this? He had zero pressure. Yes, the, the, that's the, what I want. Kansas, the Kansas City game, it was already he was already at a point where people already started to question him. He had nobody expected him to do anything against the world champs, and he balled out. And you you go into this game, and he literally said it in 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 to DJ Reed. He was like. You know what? I'm not playing for me any, anymore. I'm playing for y'all. You know what I'm saying? What's the worst thing that can happen? I get benched again? Right. He had zero pressure, and that's the problem that I have here because we have not seen Zach play with pressure, and when we have seen it, he hasn't played well. It's when he has zero pressure 
where he's able to free himself and do this. Now, whether that's a mindset change, whether that's something that he has to adopt, but the fact of the matter is, is that his two best games happened when there was no expectations of him at all. I'll, I'll do you one. I'll do you one better. His four best games this season. What are the four best games? The Bills, the Chiefs, the Eagles, and now the Texans. In none of those games were there any expectations for him because nobody would expect him to, 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 to beat the Bills after, after not being the one that should have even started this season. Him coming in, you know, nobody expected him to, to, to do anything against the Bills. So he had no pressure to win the game. Against the Chiefs, nobody thought that he had a chance at all to be able to, to, to play against the Super Bowl champions. Um, and, uh, well, relax. Uh, uh, against the Eagles, it's the Eagles again. Nobody gave you guys a shot. Not only, if, never mind the fact that you guys uh, were essentially completely uh, that the Eagles are undefeated against you guys. Um, it, it's it's the Eagles versus Zach Wilson again. No pressure to win. Of course, a win is what what what, what everybody would wish for, but nobody thought that he would win. And same thing here against the Texans. No pressure whatsoever. He can only play when there's absolutely zero pressure. It seems like, and 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 that's a big problem because what happens if next year you guys end up going to the Super Bowl? Aaron Rodgers goes down in the first in the first uh you know first four plays again. Uh, and this is a big what if, by the way. But let's just say it's the Super Bowl. It's not, there's no, there, like, you know, there could be no bigger pressure. And I don't know that you can count on Zach Wilson to be the guy to lead you down the field when it, literally everything is on the line. Knock it off. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of agree with that. Like, like I said, and it, it could be just something as simple as as just, like I said before, Zach having a mindset change where it's like, you know what? I just got to go out there and play free and, and, and not worry about it. And, you know, he, he even said it, you know, in his post game, he was like talking and I'm going to show you one of those plays um, later on, because there's three plays that I wanted to highlight from Zach's, from Zach's game. But um, I don't know if it's a mindset that he needs to adopt. Fighting my cat, by the way. Sorry. Yes, I know. I, I need to put like a little Street Fighter graphics up there. You know what I'm saying? Um, do we need uh, health bars? Health bars? I do. <laughs> you know? So, I, like, yeah. again, like I said, with, with Zach, I don't know if it's a mindset change that he needs to undergo. Maybe, you know, not put any, any pressure on himself because when he's playing free, he's playing amazing. And when you look at you look at some of the highlights that we're going to look at a little bit later – you know, this is the thing that you keep on saying the phrase red dress, right? And and that's what that's what Zach is at this point, unfortunately, right? Because we've been tantalized by you know drips and drabs of plays of Zach. This is what he like, does. This is what he does. Yeah, exactly. I said it before the game. He's gonna go out there and throw three touchdown passes. He only threw two. He almost did. He's gonna go out there and he's gonna make you guys fall in love all over again. And that's what Zach does, unfortunately. Oh, my God. And that's why I say, you know, for me personally, as a as a 40-year Jet fan, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I can't allow myself to fall in love with Zach again because I've we've done it too many times already. You know, we've given this kid a lot, a lot of chances. And listen, yeah. he's a good kid. 
It seems like he's a good kid. He it seems like he's a hard worker. But the fact of the matter is, you know, we can't be tantalized by the play here and there unless he gets this to a consistent level. And he may do this someplace else. It's, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that he goes and he goes to a place where he gets coached up and, and he finds his comfort level someplace else. I just don't think it's going to happen here. Well, here's the reason why I don't think that that it really shouldn't happen here. Um, one, I think it's uh, for, for two reasons, really. The, the, you know, you can say that he just hasn't shown you enough to warrant uh, the investment, I think. Um, that's, that's my take. You know, he, if, he, if he's had, you know, this one game, like prior to this game, I think that the, the majority of Jets nation, whether you are a Zach defender or not, were already accepting that this is it, that it's over for Zach here in New York. Um, and if that is the majority consensus of not just the media pundits, the fans, um, and most likely people in the, in, in it, like in, in the field themselves on the team themselves, one game should not replace 32 other starts. Right. Okay. The kid has had a ton of starts to make it work, to make it happen. And the truth is that, you know, we keep pointing to, to Daniel Hackett, um, you know, letting the kid throw, letting the kid play and all that stuff. And, 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 and sure. And Daniel Hackett has proved, has still has, hasn't proven anything. But there's plenty of proof throughout this season itself that there is evidence that there the plays the big the big plays have been called for him and he just chooses not to throw the ball to maybe he doesn't trust himself or what's the biggest thing that we have going on with Zach this season is that he's always holding the ball too long, right. you know. There's a small window in some of those plays and sometimes it's it's like oh Nathaniel Hackett didn't call the play for him, but maybe Zach Wilson's just not seeing the play. Um, I, I have a hard time believing that that Nathaniel Hackett just suddenly decided like, oh, you know what? I'm going to change the playbook just for this one half. Yeah, it just and, and it, it doesn't make any sense. It's funny you say that because when we were at the stadium early in the first half, um, there was there was a point where Tyler Conklin was open at, at the first yard marker and literally standing right in front of Zach, and Zach totally disregarded him and tried to go for – for a pass further downfield where there was I remember that one. I remember that one. Wilson was wide open and that was the play to make. Right, exactly. And he he disregarded that. And and so you know everybody, at least in my section, they were they were just moaning because it was clear like literally you could have dropped a Godzilla atomic ray on him and nobody would have gotten hurt. Right. That's how wide open he was. And he was literally right in front of Zach, and Zach chose to go for the the harder play, which was, yeah. I believe, Garrett Wilson, and he was covered already by like two or three defenders and stuff like that. Obviously, an incompletion. So you know, those are the things that drive you nuts. But let's take a look at some of the things that that he Zach did well. Did well, you know. Yeah. And so I, I picked three throws, and I, I want to go through it with you and stuff like that. The first throw is going to be one to Conklin, and Conklin had two similar catches like this, one in the third quarter, which was a third and 12, but I chose this one, which I believe it was a second and four, and this happened in the first quarter because I thought the placement that Zach had in this one was a lot more difficult than the third and 12 in the third quarter, um, and you'll see the reason why. 
In this one here, you see Conklin there, and he's kind of bracketed between two defenders there. And so, for me, like I said, I, I thought that was a really good play for Zach in terms of placement. And what's the thing that we've always said? Touch is something that Zach doesn't that do. One, really that had well, a right? nice little touch to the ball. It, didn't, it wasn't like no great beaming shot. You know, it was, it, it was a nice little... You know, not a lob, not a super floater, but it, it just it looked it looked like it sailed over to Conklin. Exactly. And and that's a play that if he had put a little too much on it, you know, that safety that was that was behind Conklin would have easily gotten that as an interception. So that that was one of the plays that I thought Zach did really well. And he he made a really good read on that. And like I said, I didn't no. pick the third one because the third one, um, it was just um Conklin against a defender and he didn't have anyone you know, in front of him and stuff. I picked this one because I thought it was good placement, nice touch on the ball. So these are the things that you see Zach doing and you're like, hmm. Like, why haven't you been doing it? Exactly. I mean, I can I can recall, I can recall easily three off the top of my head, Garrett Wilson completely wide open or with enough separation that he could have gotten like easy law plays that would have been touchdowns. And all you see at the end of the play is either a check down pass, Zach is holding too long, Zach makes a back pass, and Garrett Wilson jumping up and down out of frustration. Right. And, and it, another reason why I wanted to put um, the Conklin play in there is, is something that I've, I've spoken about before. Um, one of the reasons why Zach holds the ball so well is he's waiting for his wide receivers to get open. And, and I, I've mentioned this a couple of times. You know, quarterback's job is not to find the open guy. A quarterback's job is to get the guy open. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. throw the guy open. And that's the case that happened here. Because if you look at the play again, um, Zach, you know, Conklin was relatively well defended on that play. And he and Zach threw it up to let his playmakers make plays, you know. And so old Zach probably would have held that ball, probably would have gotten sacked. You know what I'm saying? This particular version of Zach decided, you know what? I'm going to throw the guy open. I'm going to throw it up and let him. Red dress, play. Red dress back. Exactly. Zach, red dress. You know, he threw to his tight ends a whole lot more this, this game. He, he did. And, you know, that's, that's, that's a sign of him taking his check downs, you know, looking because one of the things that I did notice here is he, he was making multiple reads instead of just doing the one read that he normally does, you know? Yeah. And this yes. one, he was making multiple reads and taking the check down to either Brees Hall or, or Tyler Conklin. They both had really, really big uh, uh, games this week. Um, the second one. Before second we go, one. I just want to I just want to give props out to Conklin again. And I've been yes. saying this over and over and over again. Conklin has actually been your most reliable uh, receiver this entire season. He has been. I think even more reliable than uh, Garrett Wilson. And it's funny because when um, we got – Conklin as a free agent. Remember, he he came as a package deal. It was right. him and Uzama. And yeah. I think everybody thought Uzama was the guy. And he's kind of he's kind of faded into the background. And Tyler Conklin, Conklin is, is Conklin really, is good, man. Conklin yeah. is a uh, he's, he's looking great. He's looking top ten to me. You know, yeah, he knows a, how to run out. He can, he can block real well and stuff. He can make he's got good hands. Yeah, he's got good hands. He can fight for the ball. You know, he's not perfect. He's made it. He's dropped a few passes um, for sure uh, this season, but he, he's he's been really solid. Yeah. Anyway, next play. All right. The <laughs> second one, the second clip, 
I had to play it. This is this is the throw that made Zach Wilson the second pick in the draft. This is the BYU throw, the pro day throw that everybody Let's saw. Let's see the throw. Let's see the throw. Everybody fell in love with. This was the play. And if you look at it, and, and there's a high – there's not – See, this is the this is the reason why people fall in love with Zach, right? Because this is a high level. This is an elite. There are not a lot of quarterbacks in this league that can make that throw. That's true. That's true. But again, what do we say? You know, Zach Wilson knows how to make the hard stuff look easy. Absolutely. Um, you know, Absolutely. part of me, part of me wants to kind of go back to BYU and see if like all these highlights were really just easy throws that he made look hard. It could be, but I mean, this, like I'm, not I saying, said, I'm not saying that this throw was was easy. And he made it look hard, by the way. I just think that he has a knack for being able to, like, you know, make the hard throws look easy. Of course, as 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 you just heard me say, um, but it's just uh, maybe he's just able to. I, I, I don't know what it is where he's able to do that, but can't sometimes just do a simple screen pla- screen pass. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Well, he has know. he has fixed those issues this year. You know what I'm saying? Those those were issues of mechanics. Those were issues of him trying to screen the ball and and you know do a Mortal Kombat size hole in your chest, right, with the ball yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he did. And, and in this game, he showed it too. He, he was able to hit like a, a bunch of people in the flats, you know, with without worrying. Like I didn't really feel like I was holding my breath as I usually do uh, every time he has the ball. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I mean, a, a, a thirty and six, even though it was in the second half, a thirty and six deficit definitely like gives you a bit of breathing room, and it, it also shows you what the defense can do, right? Because yeah. um, once once they got and and this is this was the promise of Aaron Rodgers, right? This was the promise of having a quarterback that can give you a lead, which allows that defense and how talented that defense is to kind of pin its ears back and just get after the quarterback. Because once once they got out to that big lead, CJ Stroud was done. Yeah, was I mean, aside from the fact that he also suffered a concussion, um, part of me feels like part of me feels like maybe they they took him out and put him in concussion protocol because they were waving the white flag. They're like, well, you know, what? His, he did hit his head hard. He, he did, he did. But I also feel like it was also kind of a bit of an opportunity. Like, look, this game is already far enough away from us. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you know, let's just let's just have you sick concussion protocol. You know, uh, there's there's no point in going out there and taking more hits. You know. Yeah. Um, I think part of it was that a little bit too, but I got two things. I want to talk about the two major problems that you guys are facing now. Okay, now that you have Zach with uh the red dress again you know um here's the issue that you guys have okay next year Aaron Rodgers is here and let's say he plays 70% of the games and gets you to the postseason uh it is the last year on Zach Wilson's contract essentially this is the year that you would be making your decision on 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 uh on signing him uh, for a contract in his fifth year, no. So yeah, so here, here's what I'm going to say about that, um, and th- this goes back to that report that we were talking about earlier. Before, um, I don't think Zach is here next year. I re- I really truly don't. 
I, okay, I think- okay, but I need to play devil's advocate though, real quick. Here's no, the no, thing: okay. I understand that you're saying that like you don't think that he's gonna be here, but what if he goes out and wins out? You think that the I, front I, office isn't right. gonna consider isn't gonna consider keeping him here with Aaron Rodgers next year? Well, here here's what it is though: um, Zach Wilson by winning out puts himself into into a position where he's gonna be attractive to other teams, right? Because yeah. again. What what have we said here? The red dress, right? What have yeah. we said here? The promise of Zach Wilson, right? And it's not just with the Jets because you hear it around the league. Zach, for whatever reason, has a ton of supporters throughout the league, not just within this front office. You listen to Micah Parsons, who's who's you know railing and and talking about how he loves the guy. You hear it from you know after the Kansas City game. Everybody said, you know what you're balling out, you know, we think you're great and stuff like that. Zach has a lot of supporters in the sleeve. He does, you know. How much of that is pity? I don't know if it is because you look at it and the kid, he tantalizes you with this talent, right? Like like I said, that last throw, and we have a third throw that I'm going to show you, which again, you know, it's, it's one of these things where it's like you look at this and you say, man, if I can get my hands on this kid and coach him up, this kid could be really, really good because he's athletic. I don't know, man. He's mobile. He can throw the ball on the run. You know, he's got a strong arm. You know what I'm saying? So he's but two things: can he see? Can he see downfield? And can he lead again, the team? And so, like I said, again, you have to look at you have to look at this and say, there's going to be somebody out there that's going to will that's going to be willing to take a flyer on this kid because of the talent that he has right so mm-hmm. let's say for example like you said he balls out and he he maybe doesn't run the table but he plays well enough to to keep that conversation going right the the debts are in a perfect position here now you know because the problem with the jets next year and say what you will about joe douglas but joe douglas when he was negotiating this aaron Rodgers thing the the trade you got to give him a lot of credit for what he did with that first round pick and how he said if he doesn't play you all get only a second round pick right because imagine imagine the furor that new york would have been under if aaron Rodgers goes down and we have this horrible season and that first round pick goes to green bay i know yeah that's that's absolutely true yeah that's that's absolutely true so you gotta give you gotta give JD credit on that, right? But the problem that the, the Jets have, and I think this probably leads into the reason why they didn't go after any quarterbacks early in the season that were on other teams, is because next year the Jets don't have a lot of draft picks. You know what I'm saying? They don't have a second round draft pick. I believe they only have what maybe six picks for the entire round. That's a far cry from what the Jets are used to, where they're usually picking 10, 11, 12 players and stuff like that. And there are needs that need to be filled on the squad. So if Zach Wilson plays well, then you know what? You can trade him for like a two or a three or maybe a three or a four. You know what I'm saying? That gives yeah. you draft capital. That's something that the Jets need right now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I I'm almost to the point where I'm like let Jack let Zach play, and let him ball out because it's beneficial for him because 
you know, he'll have a job someplace else. But it's also beneficial for us because his trade capital just goes that much higher, right? Yeah. So um, it, it, the issue, the issue that I face uh, is it, here. Here's the thing, okay? If he balls out, then yes, he shouldn't be on the team next year. But I don't know that the front office looks at it that way. If he balls out, Aaron Rodgers is the one that's going to be defending him. Hey, keep him here. Look what he did. I can mold him. Well, you also have to look at the report that came out, right? There's a there's a report that said that saw, during this week, right, which was hell right. week for for Zach. Um, there was a report that said that Salah already had a conversation with him uh, regarding that, and that he was made aware that they are going to trade him in the off season, right? So, and and that leads into kind of like this whole: will he play? Won't he play? Maybe that's the reason he bought out. Maybe because he already knows that his future is already like it's already been exactly. sealed. And exactly. So, so there's a lot of things that go go into this. And when when Robert Salah was asked directly that question did you have a conversation about him being traded? He said, well, I really don't have anything to say about that. You might have to ask Joe Douglas about that. I mean, did you have a conversation or not? All you had to do was yeah, take, he just, he no. just doesn't know. He, you know, the thing is, he doesn't know how to lie, but then he also doesn't know how to spin the media. And that's the exactly. issue. Exactly. It's very so, easy to see. It's very easy to see when he's hiding something. Exactly. So uh, that leads me to believe that, that conversation actually happened and so doesn't it kind of you know if the reports are true then if that's if that's true and the reason that he balled out was because he's already has his future like sealed in the whole also sucks right well doesn't that make you mad as a jets fan that like i know he'll play like this for another team because that's what he's doing he, he's looking at it as like well if i'm being traded i need to i need to look good for the other team he can play like this for another team but he won't play for you guys like that i know and that's what i said it's, yeah, it's that kind of suck it does you know what i'm saying and that's why i i i can't i can't wrap myself around the fact that you know people want him to stay here next year you know what i'm saying yeah. So um, it, it's it's just one of these things where it's like you can't really keep them, you know. You, you gotta you gotta just you know you just gotta you just gotta you gotta bite the bullet and say, hey, it was real. Time to go. You I mean, ultimately that's the thing. Like, regardless of the results that we have right now, his contract that would happen at the for the twenty twenty five season. That decision's got to be made now. And if you're going to make that decision now, the answer has to be no. Okay. It's not like yeah. Daniel Jones, where like Daniel Jones proved it and was and earned his, his contract, despite the fact that he's not able to play right now. And there's questions all up in the air. He did his job and proved, um, or rather earned the right to negotiate for that contract. He's got, he's got a body of work that you can look at and say, okay, you know right. what? We can work Zach, with this guy. Zach has Zach, given Zach Daniel Jones' year is gonna should be next year, but unfortunately, that's Aaron Rodgers' year. Right. And 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 really, like that's why it doesn't make sense to like even keep him around. You gotta make the decision now. And and I do think that the decision's been, been made for him. The other problem that I think that you guys have is I still think that you guys have. A, a, a bit of a team issue with team personnel. I mean, you hear about like having rats inside. You hear we've heard, you know, issues with like players talking to 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 media in a certain way or like the, you know, Anabanaconda got called up um, after the trade. Uh, um, was it, it was Hardman, right? That got traded. 
I Harden got traded. Carter got released. Carter. Uh, it was after Carter got released. Yeah. yeah Carter got and released. That where where you where you hear players kind of with this discontent and stuff. Well, um, Carter Carter was a tough bullet because he he was a guy. Granted, he he hasn't played well in two years, but he was a popular guy in that locker room. You know? Right. And, right. And he was a leader also. So. But still, again, the Mike White, the Mike White shirts, all this stuff. I just feel like there's a lot of this, you know, kind of um, unnecessary distraction by the Jets players, right? Yeah. Uh, another one that happened right after this game, after this amazing, like this should be the most feel good game of the entire season. You know, thirty and six, you guys, you know, blow expectations out in the whole nine, and then you got Brees Hall who made that uh, made, made that comment. Um, about the fans, I don't remember exactly what the comment was, but I know that when you told me the comment, I uh, I was kind of taken aback first because it was Brees Hall. I didn't I didn't think that something like that would come out of his mouth, and second because uh, I don't know. I think he's way way wrong on the uh, on his take. So, and I'm I'm surprised that I haven't seen this more on on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. But right after the game on SMY, um. They, they have, by the way, SNY has a great post-game uh, rap with uh, Bart Scott and Connor Rogers and mm-hmm. um, Willie Colon and stuff like that. And I think it's Steve Gelb that, that runs that. Um, their post show is awesome, right? Right. But, um, so we were driving, and so I had YouTube TV on. I wasn't looking at it while I was driving. My wife was. Um but I, I did have it playing on the speakers, and I believe I can't remember the reporter who it was, um, whether it was Janae Coakley or whatever. But they were having a conversation with Brees. Now, Brees is—I don't want to—I don't want to say cocky, but he he does come across as overly confident. And and sometimes sometimes that can rub people the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? And he he hasn't had an instance of that to date, but you hear it every once in a while because you know he has this thing where supposedly him and Garrett have this um this kind of like rivalry, and he says, Well, you know what? Me and him, we always fight about it, but I know I'm the best player on the field. And, you know, it, it's kind of hard for you to say that when the production is not matching what you're saying. Right. And, and again, it's a little bit more difficult for a running back because what do you need for a running back to, to be? You have to have a good passing game to kind of open up those running lanes and you have to have a good offensive line that's consistent, right? So the quote that you're talking about, after the game, they were they were they were asking about how he thought the team did how he thought he did. And somehow the conversation got into the fence. Now you and I, we, we spoke about this earlier on how the stadium on a very, very bad rainy day was pretty empty. It was pretty empty. It didn't sound empty, but it was pretty empty. Yeah. Well, listen, the people that were there, they were into the game. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's just that 50% of them weren't there. Brees goes and he says, well, you know what? Um, I saw, I didn't see a lot of green. I saw a lot of empty seats. Um, The fans, you know, need to be out there 
Y'all need to do better. You guys won in the rain, all this bad weather, the fans. What do you want to say to these fans that stayed here and, you know? Um, it wasn't enough green in here today, and there was too many open seats. So, Jets fans, we got to do better. But That is um, such a horrible take. That, that, is, that, is, that is tone deaf. If, if yeah, that that's is super really tone, tone deaf. deaf. Because you're, you're talking about a team that came in with expectations. You're talking about a team that has been compared historically to one of the worst offenses in history. Not this year, not in the last decade, in, in history. history. Okay? I think You're by the numbers about- it is. Uh, up, until, yeah, yeah. up until this up Sunday, until by the numbers, you they guys were, did have the worst offense in the history of the, the sport. Absolutely. You're talking about a team that came into the game on a five-game losing streak, and in that five games, they only reached double digits twice. And you're going to talk about <laughs> I love it. I love it when you do your rants and you forget that you have that on, and, and suddenly, like, it's like uh, like, basketball. Apple, Apple's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I think he's celebrating. I think he's celebrating. <laughs> but I, I mean, okay. Balloons aside, maybe maybe Brees Hall needs more balloons in his life, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it was a terrible take. Oh I think my god, Brees Hall. Um, I, you know, I, I think that it's just the frustrations of, 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 um, of, of the season coming out. But they just, they really, you, you got that one. That one, you're just that's not the terrible man. Like we're talking about of all of all the of all the fans in 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 football. Okay, I would say. I would say probably the Dolphins fans, which I know that's your hated rivals, but I would say that the Dolphins fans are fans that have stuck with their team, showed up to every game despite you know having terrible seasons. The Jets are the Jets are right there, right? I would say worse than that. And the Lions, the Jets have been way worse than that, and 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 the fans have always showed up. And in the worst possible season that they could be playing for, um, or or coming for in a victory. In a victory, you put that out. In a victory, you do this, right? But not only that, let's not forget that the fans are being asked to come and support the team with the worst offense, potentially the worst offense in the history of football, um, in this ridiculous weather, in the worst stadium in the entire league, in for a team that's asking them to pay for season tickets how early. Tickets skyrocketing because you thought that you were paying for tickets to see Aaron Rodgers, and instead you're not. Okay, uh, you cannot blame the fans here. That is a terrible take, and Brees Hall, Brees Hall needs to do better. Honestly, yeah. I, and to I, be I, honest I, with you, to be honest with you, straight up, I'm not a Jets fan. I'm a Giants fan. Everybody knows this, but Brees Hall needs to do better on the field than off the field. If this is how he's going to be, it, it's true because you know what? Like, like, like you said, Brees Hall has not been Brees Hall this year. Now you you complain you can blame the the ACL injury that he had last year. Um, you could blame the fact that uh, you know the play calling. You can blame you can blame you can blame a myriad of things, but Brees Hall is not Brees Hall this year. You don't get to talk like that, bro. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. And and then on top of that, like you said, this fan base has been has been religious in how well they they support their team. And this is your take, you know. Come and again. Say that if they're winning, 
five in a row. Yeah, Y'all lost five in a row. Yeah, I know, man. You, you, I, know. I mean, that that yeah. was that was just oh, really, really bad. You know, man. So I know that we still got to look ahead and stuff, but I'm I'm just checking uh, Instagram real quick. You know, obviously my entire IG feed is uh, loving the whole Giants win in the whole night, but I'm looking at this picture and it's pretty awesome because it's Joe Shane in the locker room doing the Tommy DeVito. Oh my God. With the entire, with the entire team. Let me see if I could put it up to the screen. Uh, how do I do this? That's Joe Shane right there doing the Tommy DeVito with the team. I mean, oh like hell of a, it, it is awesome. And, and another funny thing. So what's the, uh, what's the stat that, that Tommy DeVito has with Belichick? I think it's, he's like the only undrafted QB to beat Belichick or something like that. Probably. Or the only, like Belichick has a really, really good record with young quarterbacks. Um, yeah. I think he's also like, like the only rookie to beat Belichick as well. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt uh LaFleur, Matt LaFleur, he's 16, he was 16 and 0 playing in December. He is now 16 and 1. I'm telling you, Tommy, Tommy DeVito 16 is 16 and 1 giant loss. Tommy DeVito is the guy. Let let's talk about up up what's up next. Uh, I I think we're done with the Jets, you know, especially with that bad taste of Brees Hall in my mouth. That well, all right. Let's before we move on. Let's not forget. Okay, you guys did have an awesome win. I think that I had a ton of fun watching the game, and 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 I think that the biggest takeaway is that the Jets can put a product out there that the fans deserve if they really, really want to. Yeah, I mean, if if you think about it, you know, all the talk was like we don't have weapons. The Jets have weapons. They just weren't utilized correctly up until this point. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. So they have they have some they have some guys. Of course, they can get better, but they have some guys. Um, let's talk about next week. Uh, next week is going to be very, very interesting. Oh my God. It's at one, both games. Oh, listen, we've been, we've been pretty good this year so far. We like, have, but like I, I now, but see, this is the thing. All right. We've been pretty good, but this is why this sucks is because we're finally, even though it's super late in the season, important game. finally sort of relevant. And now we got to be like sharing time. But these are important games, uh, believe it or not, for, for both teams. Like like I said, yeah. it, more so for you guys because with your victory today, you're one game out of a playoff spot. Despite the fact that we both have the same records, you are in a better, better position because um, the seventh spot and the, and the seventh spot for the wild card plus every other team that's in front of you, they're all six and seven. Right. Every I single one. So yes, I need to know exactly what, like, what in, what's the scenario where we get the playoff spot? Um, well, we have the tiebreaker if it's the, the 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 Packers, right? Yes, because you beat them. So yeah. you got you got the head to head. If we go on to ESPN.com, which I'm trying to do right. If now. we beat the Saints, then we also get the tiebreaker. Absolutely, because they're in front of you. Um, and the Seahawks would get the tiebreaker against us because they beat you guys. Yeah. So listen, it, it, it's it's there for you. It's there for you. That that's that's the most important thing. You know, um, you guys have the ability to get there. That's not something that the Jets right now currently have. Truly, um, 
Right this now, game, you're, this you're game is home. a must win if we hope to get into the playoffs. We need to win now, and then uh, everyone else needs to lose every game for the rest of their life. Well, <laughs> kind of, you know. Or the <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, the the teams that that aren't favorable for you guys is Seattle, uh, the Rams, I think, and Atlanta, maybe. Um, but you hold you hold your destiny because you're playing the Saints next week. Um, you've beaten Green Bay. Uh, so um and truthfully chicago i i don't i don't believe in chicago so i i don't think that they're, they're much of a problem for you so y- you're there you're you're knocking on the door you know what i'm saying this is crazy bro this is crazy that like with all this being said that there's a shot that we get to the playoffs and that there's even a shot that you guys get to the playoffs well that we, we went from having a 0.1% chance to have a 0.4% chance so we're but climbing they're baby. They're the chance. we're climbing baby you know what i'm saying so yeah, on that on a know, rinky dinky jet <laughs> You know, you know what's frustrating? You know what's really frustrating being a Jet fan this year? Um, this is the year that, obviously, Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be our quarterback, right? But this is also the year that the Bills aren't playing well. Yeah, the this, this, this would have been, well. been your Super Bowl year, to Exactly. Be the Bills aren't playing well. The Bengals lost Joe Burrow. The Chiefs aren't playing well. You know what I'm saying? No Every, one's playing well, bro. Nobody's playing. Everybody's beating each other up. This was that's the frustrating thing about being a Jets fan right now. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and and, and, and what's got to be even more frustrating? As bad as the Giants season has been, we're still not the worst team in the city. Well, we have we have exact same records. Who would you put out there? Who would you put out there? Zach Wilson or Tommy DeVito? <laughs> if, if, let, let me put it this way: If we get if we get Texans, Zach, we're okay. Yeah, Even but then if you, get, if you get Tommy DeVito, if you get Tommy DeVito any game, you're also okay. That's true because our defense is balling. That's our, true. Our, yeah. our our special teams is balling. Man, Giants defense has been killing too. Kayvon Thibodeau has really shut everyone's mouth up. Man, he had a bomb ass game today even yeah. though it wasn't sack numbers or, or, or weren't, weren't weren't there but man you just heard Kayvon Thibodeau's name all night yeah lots name banks name like we just we we do have a solid defense not as good as the Jets but man I'm very very happy with the defense that we got so anyway it's funny, it's funny. the Jets their first year they were good with defense this year it's defense and special teams do you think maybe next year we get the trifecta with Aaron Rodgers, well, I think that like it has to, like it'll happen next year. You guys get the offense next year. You guys go to the playoffs. Don't make the uh, championship, or at least, or or maybe you don't make you don't win the Super Bowl. And then twenty twenty five, every single person on all three of those teams are going elsewhere. Mm. Well, and that's Aaron why you Rodgers, don't keep Zach Wilson. If Aaron Rodgers is there, I guarantee. I I think a lot of those guys stay. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be here year three. You don't think so? No. I, th- I think he might be. I, I don't think, think that he's Tom Brady. I think that he's not Tom Brady by a long shot. No, I, I don't, I don't, Brady think, I don't think so. If Tom either. Brady couldn't do it, then I don't think that he can. But I I, th- I think he, you know, he looks at this season and, and he sees this as a redshirt season for him. 
And he's probably going to say, you know what? I didn't come here for one year. I came here for two. Yeah, but so Father that, Time doesn't like, give a crap about the shirts that you wear. Father Time says, you know, what your body can and cannot do. And and well, I know that he's defying a lot. There's even supposedly still talk of him playing this season, you know. Uh, but I, I I would have a really hard time believing that this season. at 41, not even 41, because actually he's turning 41 next year. He's turning 41 mid-season next year. So you're going to tell me that at 42, at almost 42 years old, he's going to play? I doubt that. Never discount Aaron Rodgers. Although, you know what? He needs to stop talking on McAfee because uh, we're, we're, getting, we're getting conspiracy theory Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's got too much time on his hands. So anyway, he needs to stop. He needs to stop. So. I All think right. it's uh, quite long in the tooth here. Um, let's call it a night. I thought, it was, I mean, honestly, though, like I'm not too mad at it. You know, I know it's a little bit of a long podcast, but we got we got two teams to celebrate. Not just two teams. The Knicks won. won it, it freaking killed it tonight. The Rangers okay. won last night. I mean, it's 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 a good New York weekend. New York sports weekend. Yankees got Soto. Like, I mean. This is this is oh. it, it, it for a weekend at least. Even if it's just for a weekend, New York feels like New York. Seven hundred million for Otani. Oh my gosh, crazy, dude! Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for following us all the way to the end. Once again, please like, rate, and share the episode. Especially let people know that we're out here. Subscribe and hit that notify button. Thank you guys very much. Walt, it's been real. Word up, and as always, go Giants. Why? Why? I'm the Giants guys. Come on. Go Jets. Go Jets. Go Jets. Go Jets. Later. Later, guys.